Coming to you from the FlexFox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is The Weekly Show. As always, I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, and I'm joined once again for this first episode of the regular season by WizKid Jeremiah Johnson and handsome Jamil Hussan. How's it going, boys? Pretty good. Uh, not a happy camper right now. <laughs> oh, no. Alrighty, off, off to the... Right from the beginning. Right from the get-go. <laughs> Can you tell that like people's moods are dependent on their matchup scores? Except for Nick. Nick's always jovial. I mean, the the first week of the regular season always seems to be a, a bit of a weird one, but I think this one has been especially full of ups and downs, which uh, is very surprising. Lots to talk about this, this week. No doubt. Yeah, definitely a different first week compared to uh, last season. Uh, well, I think we can just go ahead and jump right into it, if it's uh, good for you guys. Uh, the the first matchup I want to highlight is the uh, the highest scorer of the week, which out of nowhere, Richard 2.0, new Richard, uh, dropping 344 points uh, over the another newcomer, Wendy, uh, who only put up 162 in uh, her defense. Uh, what do we think about Richard now, guys? Man, he uh, really came out the gate swinging, huh? Who saw that coming? <laughs> yeah, he... You know what? Maybe I underestimated his team a little bit. Um, but there was a lot of luck involved. when I, I looked at this matchup a lot. I mean, like, Cesar Hernandez is not going to put up 22 points a week on average. It's just, like, an unlikely occurrence. Um, what else did I notice? I mean, he got a Ooh. lot of bullpen help, right? A lot of good spot starts. Like, Adam Conley pitched really well, mm-hmm. considering he's Adam Conley. Um, David Peralta hit pretty well. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I think that was, like, the absolute ceiling for his team, if that makes sense. Mm. Which is still great. Don't get me wrong. Need to move him up yeah. in the rankings. <laughs> Brandon and, like, Morales had a good week for him, too, so. It's too bad he yeah, can't well, carry over points, eh? <laughs> uh, no kidding. When I look at him, the one thing that really jumped out to me this week is like how many points he got out of his bullpen. Brad Brack, Matt Barnes, Mike Dunn, like they all came up huge for him. And uh, I think that's a little bit interesting that his uh, his key contributors there in this this blowout win all came out of his bullpen. Yeah, I mean, he also. I just feel like he got a lot of value out of like really fringy players like Yovanis Salarte is like under 20% owned oh no he's owned a lot okay I take this back he's 59% owned but he put up 26 points like that's a lot don't you think like that's almost Brandon Bell put up 31 points and we consider him like a universally owned fantasy player right so he got a lot of production from fringy guys that might not continue to put up that kind of production that's just my take I'm not trying to bash. Mm. I'm not trying to bash him in any way. I think his team is still very good and much better than I anticipated. But I just think that, that a lot of things went right for him this week to get this point total. Mm. Yeah, I mean, after this week, I'm not going to go ahead and pencil him into the league finals or anything. I think he does have a better team, and and some of these guys uh, who you're talking about, they're definitely value guys for him. Uh, you know, and so if he has the potential to have these big weeks, maybe that will mean something for him down the stretch. Uh, but right now I think this is sort of a, 
a lucky situation for him where in week one all the all his guys sort of hit their stride at the right time. If that doesn't happen week two, week three, then maybe it won't go so well for him. 100%. Yeah, I think out of the new guys though, he has a he, he looks good on paper out of out of the new new owners. So. Hmm. I uh, want. Well, I also want to give a a shout out to my good friend Wendy. Her uh, her first matchup in the league, and obviously not the result that she would be hoping for, and uh, maybe unfortunately a result she's going to be seeing more often than not. But there are some bright spots for her team. Francisco Lindor played up to his expectations. Jason Hayward looks like he might be poised for a, a bit of a bounce back year. So there, there's some potential there for her to uh, at least avoid the seller. Yeah, I mean, Yasmani Tomas had a good week for her, too. Um, like you said, Hayward, I mean, her pitching is not terrible. I think the fun part of the rebuild is to sell off your pieces, right? To see your pieces do well and then try to move them if they're not pieces you want to keep, right? Mm-hmm. So, always something to play for. But she did have one silver lining, uh, not to take a jab at you, Nick, but she did put a higher total points in you so <laughs> you know i was wondering if anyone was going to mention that uh yeah uh full props to wendy she uh clearly is more man than i am with a, a big points total but uh, uh i i am not concerned i i still think that uh maybe in the long run the that that trend will reverse a little bit mm-hmm. yeah i just didn't see that coming <laughs> <laughs> If you guys want to jump into your matchup, well, I was gonna say we we had a the that's the next matchup up against is the the weekly show rivalry matchup here uh, between myself and Jeremiah. Jeremiah, even with that big twenty five point penalty, comes out on top two forty five to one fifty five. Uh, Jeremiah, what what was this like from your perspective? Ah, uh, my starts lined up really well. I got a lot of. Uh, I think I got three starts on Sunday. So even though Cole has been absolute garbage. Three starts was probably the difference, taking into account the 25-point penalty, which I feel stupid for taking. Um, I don't know. It, it felt way closer than that, though. Like, I think if you look at the the scores there, it's pretty even most of the week. Mm-hmm. Kendall Graveman, so, I, I was looking at it now, but gave you 35 points. I know. Probably the least expected thing on the team, and I'm happy. I like Graveman <laughs> for now. I mean, from my point of view, obviously uh, not the start to the season uh, I wanted, but I'm not too concerned. I knew from the get-go that my starts weren't going to line up well, uh, and I wasn't really in a position to add a bunch of uh, streamers late in the week. So I I was at least, you know, you never want to prepare for a loss, but I was at least gearing up for the possibility that it might not be the, the big bang to the start of the season that I wanted. But, I mean, especially when you look at my batters, I I really do feel like that might not be a, a, a trend that lasts. I mean, I do not think that uh, Jose Altuve is going to put up negative 10 points a week. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of room for improvement with a lot of these guys. And, I mean, uh, I've had a bunch of people kind of contact me 
in the uh, the past day now asking if I'm about to blow up my team, whether the the man is over and I'm going to rebuild. <laughs> and uh, one one week does not a season make, my friends. I, there's a long road ahead. Uh, you know, there's there's a a lot of adversity in fantasy baseball sometimes, but it's good. We'll just get tougher with it, and uh, you know, bounce and bounce and move, keep rolling. <laughs> I saw. I know you had a tough week, but I. I don't, it's just one week. I don't think you should be on the seller mode right away. You guys are too hasty, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, I think part of that is just there's a lot of trade-based tension in the league right now. I know a lot of people uh, don't feel like they really got their opening day rosters to the point they wanted them to, and so now they're looking to get more assets. And, like, you know, that's fine. There's It's good that there's a healthy trade market out there, but at the same time, relying on guys to start selling off assets and going into a full tank rebuild mode after one week uh, does, does not seem like the best strategy to me. Well, I think it's a combination, too, though, that there's just everybody feels like they're in it, right? And that's just kind of the beginning of the season, right? Everybody feels like they have a chance. Hope springs eternal. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one bad matchup or one bad week from from your guys, right? It's easy to hit the panic button and and not only ask other people for players, but try to sell off players that have bad weeks yourself, right? So, yeah, no, I, that's a good point. I couldn't agree with you more. I think your team is much better than this. I think both of our teams are better than the point totals we put up. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, Justin Upton didn't even didn't even play a lot of the week because he was hurt, and he's not going to put up negative points, like you said. Um. Yeah, I think it's just a case of a lot of people get off to slow starts, right? Especially um, the first week of the season, anyway. Yeah. Before this matchup here, where do you where did you see yourself? Like, what were your expectations coming through season? Like, where did you like where where kind of did you rank yourself? Sorry, was that for me or Nick? I I couldn't hear the beginning. Okay. I mean, legitimately, I continue to believe that I am one of the best teams in the league and that I am working to create a roster that can, you know, down the stretch, pull it together, have a good playoff run, and possibly win a championship. And I, you know, I'm not going to start doubting myself now. Uh, Obviously, the league is tougher than ever. Uh, The division I'm in has gotten really tough in the the course of the offseason, so it's not going to be the cakewalk that it was the past two years, but uh, that's fine. I'll just get tougher with it, and I mean, I still think that at the end of the day, I have one of the best overall teams in terms of just uh, sheer talent on my roster uh, compared to a lot of others in the league. All right, I like it. Power positivity from the man. Uh, and the the other good thing is that uh, this is, of course, a, a divisional matchup between myself and Jeremiah, which means that we will meet one more time this season. So uh, looking ahead, maybe July 31st to August 6th is a, a little week I'll, I'll schedule up ahead in that calendar and uh, get ready for that one. Oh, jeez, you've already marked it off. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised if you beat me next time. I'm just happy to get one. <laughs> Uh, it's good. We can split the season series. I'm okay with that. I'm not Ryan. I'm okay with it. <laughs> so, Jamil, tough luck, eh? Oh, man. I just I was a victim of a typical Sunday meltdown here. <laughs> so, Chow, like, gets, uh, Chow gets 306, and you get 272. I was, I was up, like, the whole week for, like, an average of, like, 50 to 60 points throughout the whole yeah. week. Mm-hmm. And, like... Everything good 
happened for him and everything bad happened for me just on the last day. So, like, I, I was on pace to, like, I was looking at the scores and I was, like, keeping track with Richard, the new Richard. We were both kind of close with scoring. And I know I, I finished with 272, which is the third highest, I believe, out of everybody and still lost. So, I don't know. 90, Henry, 97 points in a day is crazy, eh? Yeah. Like, he, he just had, like, again, like, his team, he's the defending champ for a reason. But, like, I had his number last year. I beat him twice. But he had some good-ass luck this week. Like, it rained out a couple times in the Cubs for the Cubs. And he got Arietta to start on one more time on the Sunday. So, it's kind of stuff like that just kind of screwed me over. I mean, he got, I remember looking, he got four starts on Sunday. And although I'm really worried Car- about other guys, like Corbin and, like, yeah. Clinton. I wasn't worried about those guys, but I was worried about Jake Arrieta, obviously. And I had, like, J- Jeremy Hellickson throwing a one-hitter through five innings against the Nats, and then he, this guy gets a cramps on his arm and leaves the game. So I'm like, ugh. And then Estrada gets rocked around for a bit, which is uncharacteristic. So. Fernandez got rocked. Yeah. Um, I mean, 18 days. points, Freddie Freeman. That's crazy. Crazy. Mm. Like, my offense, I can't even lie. Like, I, I know it's a loss. Like, I'm kind of beating myself up too much, but I'm not too disappointed with the loss. I did lose to the defending champion, but just kind of comparing myself from last season, I think my offense is much improved. Like, uh, Evan Gaddis, like, I had no catchers last year. D. Gordon, even though off to a slow start, I had no second base uh, last year, but he gives me some steals, so which is, like, makes up for a slow start. And uh, the new guys, uh, Mazzara and... Um, Aledman Diaz, they put up some nice numbers this week, so can't really complain. Mm-hmm. Well, and Chris with a K Davis, uh, three home runs on the week. That's a that's a pretty nice total there to start the season. Yeah. So you know, I got beat on the last day, so it happens. But like Nick, I'm not really too bummed out on the week number one. So got to keep the positive rolling, right? <laughs> Yeah, and you you can't be. I think I I think that's a, a lesson I would say to like any owner that's listening to this right now is that no win or lose, uh, no matter how you did this week, like this too shall pass. And so trying to base your entire season off of one week, no matter how you slice it, is foolish. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanna, sorry, I'm go sorry. ahead. I just want to add, uh, just to go back to my pitching. I know they struggled, but uh, I got a nice surprise from uh, Jordan Zimmerman, who I didn't expect to get give me the highest pitcher total with 15.5 with a solid start. So he's I'm hoping for a bounce back from the, uh, from him. Okay. Mm. I don't know if it's much consolation, but basically if you weren't facing Richard or Jeffrey, you would have beaten any other team this week. Yeah. So, so you, you kind of got to look at it as like, this is an unlikely occurrence um, next week. Although this week, maybe teams get better, but you're still, if you put up the same point total are likely to get a W. So I, that's how I would see it anyway. It's just one week, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, I guess we'll we'll get to this week's matchups in a little bit. But in terms of scheduling, Jamil, like you have Chow week one, Richard Tillo week two, Ryan week three. Like that's a that's a pretty hefty start to the season in terms of your competition. I think to be honest, I don't know who makes the schedules, but every season it's kind of been like that, so I'm kind of used to it. So <laughs> then the late Whatever. charge, late charge for the playoffs, <laughs> cost yeah. me twenty bucks. Wait, that's always- <laughs> 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 but, bro, yeah, that's always been the case. So, like, I always get Chow or Ryan or even Adam the first five weeks or so, and then I make a late surge. So, no, nah, I'm not gonna complain. Well, Ryan, speaking of Ryan, he did lose this week. 
Yeah, the king going down to Ash uh, in a close matchup. Uh, Ash got two forty one, uh, Ryan two thirty five. Uh, I mean, that's obviously a, an unexpected result, right? N- uh, neither of you guys saw this coming. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I, I thought I didn't Ryan would win, but I thought it would be close. Now, I will say Ryan got some pretty bad offensive performances, right? Like Andrew McCutcheon got negative points. Um, Miguel Cabrera was negative six. So, like, combined, McCutcheon, Travis, and Cabrera were, like, minus 15 for the week. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the likelihood that keeps going. I mean, Ryan just had a lot of factors. I don't know if you guys watched the Jays game, but Ryan started Liriano when he got absolutely torched for, like, Mm -hmm. nine points. He was was minus eight, actually. He threw (laughs) – he got one out. So, (laughs) I mean, that's that's a lot of things going wrong, right? So, I'm not trying to say Ash got lucky, but in a lot of ways, Ryan's team performed below expectations in the way that you we all talk about week one would be, right? So, yeah. Well, Ash, and, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough, right? Like you try not to overreact to these things because you you're so hyped for the beginning of the season, and then when your team lays an egg the first week, you want to just blow it all up or or trade your players, but that's just human nature, right? Yeah. Well, and I mean, when also when you look at Ash, uh, he's obviously got to be happy with this big win, uh, setting a good tone early. But he's got a couple injury concerns to to attend to now. Uh, he already had Desclafani and Will Smith on his DL, but now Gary Sanchez and Greg Bird and Gene Segura. I mean, the latter two uh, probably will be back in action sometime this week. But uh, Gary Sanchez has to be a, a big blow to his team. So Jeremiah, are you smiling over there? Well, the entire trade offer I sent him is on the DL now, so I don't know if I feel good or bad. But um, Sanchez, I heard, is out four weeks. Segura, probably, like Nick mentioned, is going to be back. But um, Greg Bird, after his hot spring training, had negative points. Gary Sanchez had negative points. Um, Yeah, I mean, this week, Ash is probably in tough, so he should probably savor the win while he has it, right? Would be my Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring, but uh, hopefully Ash is able to adjust, make some changes on the fly, and uh, get a, get his ship righted, even though he is the winner and ostensibly should be the favorite going forward. I just can't. I don't know if I can get behind him. I I don't know. It's nothing personal. I just think Ryan's team is... There's no way Ryan's team is this bad. You know? Like, no. I think Ryan's team is much better than this. And, and is better, I think we could all agree, For than sure, Ash's yeah. team, right? Well, and in terms of absolute point totals, like Ash scoring 241 in a week does does not especially surprise me. I think that's something he can maintain for most of the year. But Ryan being so low, I think that's that's what's much more surprising to me. Uh, he's obviously going to be better uh, in weeks to come. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who he faces this week. Oh, he faces, we're going to talk about this, but he faces Cam. I think he's going to get 300 points this week or close mm. to so i mean he'll uh, and sp- well speaking of cam cam was another big winner uh in week one he beat wes uh 241 to 166 uh cam i think he's been a, a bit of a divisive guy especially when you look at sort of the the start of the season predictions obviously he himself thinks that he's got a championship caliber team but uh, uh is he backing up that talk a little bit with this performance in the first week of the season Ah. Uh. I don't think so. I mean, Cam runs a very interesting no bench bat 
all pitchers strategy, which if there's anyone who could exploit our league, it's Cam. Um, but that being said, like Wesley, I, I, I love him, but he's possibly Ash 2017 as like the worst manager in the league. So <laughs> like he doesn't even, he has Jonathan Papelbon on his active roster. So I just, I don't consider this a, it's like the Ash thing. It's not a, a matchup where we're like, this is impressive. Like two hundred mid two hundred points is not impressive, and West got one hundred and sixty points. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't see it as necessarily an indication of Cam's team skill. Mm. What do you guys think? Well, for me, I, I I think the big thing is if you look, especially like he obviously got a, just a wall of points from his pitchers, but. I'm not sure how sustainable that is. You look at his batters, like the couple of guys who are are relative studs, I guess. Like Jake Lamb had a big week. AJ Pollock, big week. Uh, Manny Machado did decently for himself too. So, but if you if he's gonna get those secondary points from some of his lesser heralded guys, I mean that that didn't show up this week, and that's what you really need if you're building a championship team. You don't get by on a couple tent poles and like fill in the gaps with garbage. You got to have at least solid-ish contributors at every position, and Cam really does not have that right now. So, I mean, I think I would tend to agree with you, Jeremiah. Uh, I think this is more of a reflection of his competition than anything, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here, especially with the pitchers and whether he can keep those point totals rolling in week after week. I think with Cam, he's just going to creep up. Like, he picked up Votto recently. So I think he's just, he wants to be kind of on the lows and then acquire more guys as the season goes on. So, like, I'm looking at his pitching. Like, he doesn't really have an ace. But, like, bullpen's solid. But, guy, what's a, Chris Davinsky, like, he put up as a reliever, like, four innings, seven punch-outs twice. But that's also that's also because Houston didn't win a game for yeah. like four games, right? Yeah, that's like, like I really wanted. I had him last year. I was gonna draft him late and had no idea someone knew about him. But Cam obviously did. But like I'm not saying Cam's team won't be good, but I'm saying that like his main contributors, like Nick pointed out, Pollock, Machado, um, mm-hmm. you know, Lamb, etc., performed, and then he got like potentially like as good a performances from his pitching as you could hope to expect. And he still only put up 241 points, right? So mm-hmm. is this his ceiling with the current team? I don't know. But if it is, that's not a championship caliber team, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and if he expects to be able to pick up Phil Hughes, have him start, put up 15 and a half points, then drop him every week. I mean, that's just a not sustainable source of points for him. So, I mean, I don't want to say he got lucky with his pitching, but the the performance that he got this week is not one that I think he can defend on for future weeks. Agreed. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say he's a championship. I don't know if he said that, but maybe borderline playoffs maybe, but no, no way close to championship. Well, speaking of championships, can we agree that Mike and Flex are two championship caliber teams? Well, that we can agree on. Because this is proof in the pudding that championship caliber teams shouldn't take week one seriously. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to recap, uh, Flex was the loser. Uh, he lost. Flex <laughs> lost. 
and uh, sorry, I, I just really want to emphasize the losing aspect of flex. Uh, Mike, the Illuminati, uh, win 227 to 166 in a, a bit of a defensive struggle, I guess you could say. Low point totals all around. Uh, how, how do we react to this one? Sorry, Nick, I didn't hear that. What happened to Flex again? I didn't hear Oh, uh, well, Flex lost. He failed to win. He is a loser. Okay, I got it. I got it. You know what? And Kaminsky won. His logo is especially appropriate because it's a picture of things that he lost. But, <laughs> I mean... Uh, come on. Come on. That's a low blow. <laughs> well, when we face each other, you can take it out of me, I guess. <laughs> but like again this is the kind of thing where can you guys take these point totals seriously like obviously Mike and Flex's teams are better than this right yeah absolutely I think in both cases there's a, a lot of room to go up I mean as much as I'd like to say that Flex is you know now doomed to win the Vaz uh, when you like when you look at it it's just a lot of these guys who will be better as the the sample size increases as the season go on were not great in week one and the result was not fluky but it is what it is and so you can't really adjust too much for that yeah i mean it's not a fluky outcome it's just like a fluky total right like we expected this to be like a 300s matchup or like a high 200s matchup and it just might grab the penalty right so that kind of deflated his total but flex just had a bad week Mm-hmm. Adam didn't predict a undefeated season again, so <laughs> a one-one for both him and Ryan. So it's kind of odd that no one saw kind of expect that, but yeah. Well, and just to sort of commentate, there are, there are two guys on Mike's team on the Illuminati that I've been keeping my eye on. Uh, I know I had some some harsh words for Travis Shaw. Uh, and maybe his value in fantasy baseball, and uh, he put up a big twenty and a half points in week one. So uh, I guess we'll see. He must have been fueled by my bulletin board talk. <laughs> I'm sure he takes what I say very personally. So uh, good on Mr. Shaw. Uh, but then uh, the Rich Hill Blister Watch uh, continues in 2017 as a former Rich Hill owner. I gotta say uh, that's the the one aspect of him that is probably the most frustrating is this mysterious blister-based ailment that has continued to plague him and so he's uh back on the dl now and uh i i don't know what this means for uh kaminsky going forward but he might need to be in the market for some new starters well i'll say a couple things shaw is motivated by watching the brewer slide down the slide when he hit the home run so when that guy eventually quits his job then shabba shaw will go back to being the waiver wire player that he is um rich hill i hear blisters come from stress so i could just picture kaminsky yelling at rich hill to put up more points <laughs> and continually getting a blister um and then Varun, i can't even say his name Varun, Varun was let go because mm-hmm. rich hill did not put up enough points for mike's liking so that blister again eh? i had rich hill last year so i feel the annoyance in that I think it's an, the, probably the worst injury in fantasy baseball. A blister. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you can't throw. It's worse but than it... getting your fingers cut by a drone. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's probably the worst one. You're right. Yeah. This is a close second. 
<laughs> in the playoffs, <laughs> my ad. So, like... <laughs> well, I just... Flex and Kaminsky will be better than this, I guess. And that's that's the takeaway, I feel like, from this matchup. Yep. Uh, just a, another testament to the fact you can't judge everything based on week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, which ones haven't we done yet? Uh, Garth Newton. Uh, speaking of, of real barn burners, Garth Newton puts up 162 and wins over uh, Ian, who put up 154. Uh, not exactly a, a performance either of these guys are going to want to remember, uh, especially considering that Ian's 25-point penalty ended up being the difference in the matchup. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, dead. So condolences, I guess, go out to Ian. Uh, welcome to the real world. Oh, God, that's harsh. I, You know what? The only takeaway I have from this is that I lost out on Yasiel Pui going off. So, <laughs> I mean... But is it sustainable, though? Well, I don't know if I believe in it, but 0-19 Garth Newton will now no longer be a possibility. Mm. And that's sad. It's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> but hey for one week Garth Newton is tied for the division lead take a screenshot <laughs> but yeah maybe I'm you'll always remember this uh, I mean I think Garth Newton's team is uh, it's simultaneously better and worse than people say it is I would say so uh, I mean with the points total obviously he's not going to be winning a lot of matchups going forward if he continues that way but at the same time, I mean, he does have the potential. Some of the guys on his roster really do look like they could uh, be good for him this year, so it'll be interesting to see whether he uh, manages to play his way up the table a little bit, as they say. Yeah, and a painful reminder, as I can attest to my penalty, don't pick up prospects. <laughs> Read the... Uh, we've all been there. I think all, all three of us have had penalties at one time or another. Just it only takes you know two seconds to do a control F search of the minor leagues. So I'll always double check. <laughs> I think my biggest takeaway from this is that uh, uh, pain will never be duplicated. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it. Could be. Ian's my new horse for the pain record. <laughs> Um, Garth McInnes won. Is anyone, Nick, this kind of affects you and me more, but are you shocked by this? Uh, I mean, not really. He was playing Jathish, uh, wins 232, uh, to 179. Uh, I mean, Garth McInnes, uh, continues to be what he is. Uh, he's going to win some matchups this season. That's no doubt. But again, I think you're seeing a guy who, uh, who is close to what his season average is going to be. I don't see him getting more than the mid two hundreds most weeks. And, uh, the, I mean, yeah, uh, just looking at his roster, there's a, a couple of guys he has who had good week ones, a couple that didn't, but I don't think that's going to be a situation where he suddenly starts firing on all cylinders. I think he really is just going to sort of be in the doldrums there for, uh, for most of the year. Do you think he would rebuild though? Like, I, it seems like an ungarth thing to do. But how? Like, he, how can you get in touch with him? Well, that's what I mean, right? Like, he would—he's going to perpetually be mediocre because he will just add and drop players occasionally, and do nothing else. 
Uh, my understanding, I've talked with Cam about Garth uh, recently. My understanding is that while Garth seems to lack activity in the league overall, he's very attentive. He's just always sort of silently watching uh, over everything, uh, always preparing to make some moves. So, uh, I, you know, I, I don't want to say that he's going to suddenly turn into a super active GM, but maybe if he feels that he can go hard one way or the other, make a charge for the championship or a fall back and and recalibrate his approach a little bit maybe one day he'll awaken and just you know start uh really getting into it with everyone pigs fly right (laughs) (laughs) player of the week (laughs) um i'm trying to think of oh we didn't talk about uh chris kennedy the other new owner and jeffrey lim uh, yeah, Chris Kennedy picking up his first big win in the league, uh, 219 points to Lim's 165. Uh, Daniel Murphy, I think, may be the most divisive fantasy player because half of the articles you read about him just talk about how he's going to be the best fantasy baseball player of all time forever. <laughs> half of them say that he's the biggest regression candidate that there's ever been. So uh, this week, though, he comes out swinging, uh, puts up a good week, 25 points to start off the year. So... Uh, Obviously, Chris Kennedy's going to be happy about that, and for Lim, it's a, it's a, a bit of a disappointment, I, I guess you'd have to say. Well, this is kind of like the Jameel thing, right? Where Lim and him were really close, and then Sunday, Chris kind of pulled away. And mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> in terms of pulling away, I mean, he didn't get that many. He got 19 points out of Scott Feldman in on a Sunday start. So this is kind of, again, one of those cases where... He owns Scott Feldman. He didn't just pick him up, but can you rely on 20-point starts from Scott Feldman to continually mm. propel your team to be good? Probably not. Daniel Murphy's going to be really good. I still I feel that way. And, you know, Encarnacion and Turner and are, are kind of good players, but Adam Eaton is, like, one of those players that's better in real life than fantasy, right? We would agree. Yeah. And John Gray is, like, a spot-start pitcher that you can't start at Coors. And mm-hmm. after that, I mean, he's got Colomay and Kimbrel, so good bullpen pieces. But his team, to me, is just like it's just a lot of mediocrity in the in a lot of the teams we're looking at in these matchups, right? Like, there's holes in their lineups, or they got above average performances week one. I, I'm just interested to see if it can be sustained. That's all. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the other factor now that you sort of look at the uh, breakdown of the matchup is Lim ended up getting 10 starts out of his pitches. He used all five of his matchup acquisitions, whereas Chris Kennedy uh, went eight out of eight, two out of five. So, I mean, I don't I don't know if it's a case of overmanaging or undermanaging, but it does seem like Lim is really uh, focused on, on putting together these good perform Well, not good performances. He's trying to put together good performances. Didn't really work out for him in this particular instance, but uh, you wonder how that will uh, affect the future because if you've got a bunch of these mediocre teams, guys, a lot of guys hovering around 500, I mean, is there going to be someone that breaks out of the pack? Is it just going to be as, you know, whoever wins last makes the playoffs? So in that situation, a guy like Lim, who's really carefully managing his lineups and, and really playing the matchup, that could be the edge for him ultimately, even though he's starting the season 0 1. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Lim's team is just hard to play, right? It's just, I think we can agree it's not very good. So Lim could get 15 starts and he probably wouldn't beat Chris in this matchup because he's just picking off the waiver wire, right? So mm. it's it's tough. Lim's, Lim, you're my candidate for the Vase, but 
God. Does That's anyone know why his uh, abbreviation name is Ryan? <laughs> his whole team is like a ripoff of Ryan. I'm not really sure why. It's Ryan's face photoshopped with something else. Oh, yeah. I just, I just saw it. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so, I don't know. He, he likes to take people's faces, like Pain from last year. The power of ugly. And yeah, it's creepy. Oh, okay. Stop that. I was going to say, Lim gets kind of creative with these uh, teams, and I, I kind of like it. These <laughs> looking, Just looking at these team logos, very good logos on, on both these guys. Props for that. I had no idea that ugly thing was from pain. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just uh, made, made me learn something new. <laughs> uh, so I think that was all the, the week one matchups. We missed... Uh... Oh, did we? Richard, Richard Tillo. That was the last one we didn't we didn't get. Oh, that. oh, okay. I, yeah, uh, Richard Tillo wins in week one, two sixty eight points, uh, respectable total. Aiden put up two oh eight. Uh, anyone have strong feelings about this one? Richard Tillo put up a lot of points. Yeah. That's a lot, <laughs> considering his team is like mostly prospects. Like Yo Moncada got is just a bench spot. Like he got a lot of points. Mostly off pitching, it looks like. Like McCullers got a lot of points. Yeah. Nola not so much. Kinsner got a lot of points. Like he just got got a lot of points. I didn't think he put up that many points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think Richard Tillo could also be a guy deceptively good who sort of uh sneaks in and doesn't have to you know go wire to wire. But if he stays in the middle of the pack, I think he's got the potential to uh be a real breakout team this season. And uh, it's interesting how he's done that and really stayed under the, the radar with it. Could definitely surprise some teams, I think. Myself included. Because <laughs> I, I actually had Aiden. I thought Aiden would win this matchup pretty easily. But I was wrong. I think his team is built, like, it is built for more, like, next year or a couple of years later. But he's, like you said, Jeremiah, he's going to surprise some teams. Especially, like, was it Joey Gallo put up 13 points that, um, the last day? Like, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, well, and it's like you said, like Mankata, uh, Gallo, uh, Dansby Swanson, these are all guys who are definitely going to do better next year than this year, and they're already helping him win these matchups this year. So that's got to be a good sign for him. Yeah, give it a year or two, and I think Richard will be a top team. Mm. So on to this week. Uh, yeah, so uh, week one in the books. Uh, you you saw from Flex on Facebook, you, the standings have been updated in the official Google Doc. So uh, uh, I'm sure we can all project uh, our playoff matchups now and uh, <laughs> just really get ready for the offseason. But there, there are... 19 other weeks to go in the meantime and so uh maybe we can take a look at some of these matches for week two and uh give our inputs on them sure yeah let's go for it uh so the the first one uh i want to look at let's uh project a little bit is uh the the loser flex fox we've got a <laughs> matchup of two oh and one teams kind of looking for redemption here uh which is flex versus ian uh, Flex has the early league lead as of Monday night, uh, but yeah, could this be a, a good bounce back for Flex? Uh, do you or do you see Ian maybe uh, sneaking out a win here? Uh, no, not a chance. <laughs> he just traded away Votto, so 
Flex is boxing with a cardboard cutout in this matchup, <laughs> in my opinion. This is one-sided. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I tend to agree. I'd like to think that Ian might have a, a chance to shake things up, but realistically, I think that Flex will have a, a good chance to get himself back on track here. Uh, on the the flip side of that, the guy that beat Flex in week one, Kaminsky, uh, he's up against the uh, the points king of the league right now, Richard. Uh, Kaminsky up to a big league on Monday night, uh, 44 points already in the books for him. Uh, so is it going to be Kaminsky rolling again here, or are we going to see another surprise out of Richard? Uh, I'm going to take Kaminsky. I just, looking at Richard's point totals already tonight, I just this is kind of the, the point totals I would expect. Like, more regression in his players, and not, he's just not as deep as Kaminsky. I don't see how he would overcome that, but that's, that's just me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think part of the the early lead that Kaminsky has now is based off a good start from Verlander tonight. But overall, I just think that Kaminsky has more than enough. And uh, Richard, uh, it was I'm sure you enjoyed it uh, while it lasted, being number one in points in the league. But I I don't think you're gonna have a two week reign there. Yeah, Mike's got it, but he'll be. I think he'll he'll come close again. Like he's gonna ride the wave a bit, but uh, he's gonna come up short. Mm. Uh, jumping down now, we have uh, Jeffrey Chow uh, versus Chris Kennedy. Uh, another matchup of 1-0 and o teams. Uh, Chris Kennedy has the early lead on Monday night. Uh, who do we like here? Who's going to start the year 2-0? and o? Uh, Shout out to Jarrell Cotton, though. Seven innings, 21 points. That's pretty great. Getting Cotton? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh... Damn, twelve points out of me. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take Kennedy in this matchup. I'm gonna go off Ooh, the, I'm gonna a go bold off the prediction there. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say Chris Kennedy plays above his potential this week and takes down our former champion, current champion. Mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I I don't think I can be as bold as you. I still think that Chow's gonna find a way to see this through. Uh, he's still got, uh, you know. Both of these guys, uh, Chris Kennedy, I think, is proving to be a a bit of a surprise good good team this year. But I think ultimately Chow is the defending champ for a reason, and I think he'll be able to see this one through. No, I'm gonna go Kennedy because Chow beat me. <laughs> That's how I feel about Chow. The man's honest at least. Good, good, as good a reason as any. <laughs> Uh, continuing down here, uh, we've got uh, an interesting matchup, Jamil. Uh, speaking of yourself, uh, you've got Richard Tillow this me- week. Uh, you're up early, uh, nineteen to eleven right now. Uh, you- you're feeling good about this matchup. You think you're gonna win it? Like, uh, I don't want to underestimate him because he's gonna. Like we talked about, he's gonna surprise some teams, but I think I, I should come up with a W here. What you I mean, I far be it from me to uh, to bet against my co-host, but I I will say uh, I think that Richard Tillo has a good chance to start the the year two and zero, but uh, I'll I'll be happy for you if you can win. Uh, I think that would be big for you, but uh, I I do think this is going to be a very close matchup one way or the other. I I think that these are are two equally matched teams. Yeah, I mean I'm going to take Jamil just because I don't want him to go down 0-2. And I don't think Tillo's going to match his point total from last week. Well, so. 
close though. He had 268. I had 272. So. Yeah, but I think your total is more likely more what your team's actually capable of, and I think Richard was above his potential. Like I'd say, just general prediction, I'd pick you at like 260 to 200. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. I, I think you'll win. Friday, Saturday, and then I think I should be able to pull away. But yeah. Mm. Rich is my uh, boss, so I'm not I'm not gonna underestimate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another interesting matchup, uh Cam McKinnis against Ryan. Yeah. Uh in the records might be the opposite of what you'd think with Cam being one and oh and Ryan being 0 and one. Uh, Cam also has the early lead, thirty to twenty-five. Uh, Ryan, will uh, will the damage continue for him here, or will he be able to find a way through? <sighs> mm. Is this the matchup of the week? You guys think the matchup that people care about the most? Uh, it could be potentially, yeah. I, I I would say so, just in terms of the competitiveness of both teams. This is this is probably the best one. <sighs> I'm gonna take Ryan. But with the caveat that if his offense doesn't improve, obviously, and this is kind of a fallacy, that he will not win. Like, if McCutcheon and Miguel Cabrera don't start hitting, Ryan's going to be in some big trouble. I think I'm going to go bold and take... I'm going to take Cam on this one. I think Ooh. Ryan's going to go on a little skid here to start the season and then come out blasted. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be on tilt the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that's a good goal, bold prediction. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with Ryan though. Uh, looking just at the the pitchers Cam has right now, the the guys who's rolling through. I mean, uh, I don't th- uh, see a way for him to pull out the same pitching magic that he did last week in his big win. So uh, I th- I think Ryan's going to find a way to bounce back already here in week two. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. I I think so too. Uh, an- another interesting matchup, uh, Aiden versus Ash. Uh, Aiden got uh, seven points right now. Ash has a, a nice 25 for the day. Uh, who do we like in this one? Aiden. Ash's team is like half of its hurt, so I'll go with Aiden. Ooh. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, if I- yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, this is a, a pretty heavily favored Ash matchup. I mean, I think even with those injuries, he's just a... a good ways away above Aiden right now and uh Aiden I I just don't see him being able to get a, a good points total I think he's gonna maybe struggle a little bit here in the early going no I agree with you I'm gonna play the dog I mean Matt Moore got 20 points so that's kind of scary but yeah I'm gonna go with Aiden and just uh, just kind of <laughs> I think Ash I'll pick Ash on this one well, let's just say uh Mark Reynolds though yeah. Numbers. <laughs> uh, Mark Reynolds. <laughs> He's still alive, eh? <laughs> it hurts when you see people on the wire that you wanted to pick up and they just kill it. <laughs> Crushes me inside. Oh, you Nick, you, you said Ash, right? Uh yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Ash. Hmm. I I got not a lot of faith in him, but enough that I think he'll win this week. We should keep track throughout the year people's predictions and keep a record. Which one of us is most accurate? True. Be fun. Someone, are you writing this down? <laughs> well, maybe not this week, but I can start next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll realistic uh, what we say. Yeah, any, anyone who's listening to this right now, uh, 
Uh, you want? Uh, I don't know. What can we promise people? Flex likes to transcribe things. You could do it, or Mike could <laughs> get a free ad promo or something. Yeah. Well, okay. The first person to write down all our predictions and send them to to me, uh, will say something nice about you on air next week and <laughs> give you a promo or a business shout out or whatever. I don't know. We could. Nick we could, could bring them on for a show. Could do that. Yeah, that would that would be fun. It's possible. Uh, but we got to make the rest of our predictions first. That's obviously the important part here. What a segue. Uh, Garth Newton uh, versus Jathish. Uh, uh, right now, Garth Newton up uh, 21 points to 5 points for Jathish. Uh, is Garth Newton going to start the year 2-0, and o, of all things? Yes. <laughs> no. No. I don't think so. I'm going to go I'm gonna go Jathish. Uh, I am also going to go with Garth Newton, uh, Garth Newton, I think. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to be able to keep this hot streak going, but uh, for for right now, I think he's got a good team, and uh, he should be able to see off Jathish. I think I'm going to let him ride the wave. I think he's going to go 2-0. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always in dissent here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not really a believer in Jathish's team. So. That's fair. Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking of teams we don't believe in, uh, Jeffrey Lim and Wes are are matching up here. A big week two matchup. Uh, Lim has the upper hand early on, though. Forty one points today. Uh, Wes has seventeen. Uh, who who's gonna win this battle of teams we kind of shit talked in this podcast? <laughs> uh, I want to say Lim, but Lim just blew three starts on forty one points. Mm. But Wesley has Jonathan Papelbon on his bullpen roster, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Jeffrey Lim. Uh, I am also gonna go with Lim for similar reasons, and also I just feel like you know maybe maybe uh, things will turn around for him. I don't know. Chris Archer is the bane of my existence. <laughs> so let's go. Let's go. All three of us, Lim. I think I think West needs some like reality checks and lose a couple couple of weeks and then he realizes he's goofing and something about it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I do not particularly care either way, but I'm glad we can all be unified behind Lim in this one. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, circling back now, uh, I have a an interesting matchup with Garth McInnes. Uh, Garth is out to the early lead on Monday, 27 points to my 18. Uh, I, I think I'm going to still pick myself, though. Uh, what are you guys saying? That Michael Lorenzen three-inning release appearance is nice. Mm. Um, the Adam Wainwright start, not so much. I'm going to go off the board, and I'm going to say Garth McInnes. Ooh. Um, only because he hasn't used... Oh, he's used one start. No, he hasn't. I don't know if Brandon Finnegan's a starter or not. Um, he hasn't used any starts. And Will Myers' 16 points is basically like a pitching start. So mm-hmm. I'll go I'll go Garth McInnes, but it might also just be to make Nick angry. <laughs> so not for a real reason. Um, I think I think there's a good chance for you to bounce back here with Garth. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick Nick for a bounce back. 
Yeah, I mean, I I will say, if nothing else, I do feel like my pitching is going to be a, a lot better this week, even with Adam Wainwright. You know, we all have bad days, so uh, I I will forgive him for that. And yeah, I, I mean, no disrespect to to Garth, but uh, I I think I'll be able to get through this one and uh, get right back on track, right back to five hundred. Uh, and I believe that brings us to our final matchup of the week, which is the Jeremiah versus Wendy showdown. Uh, Jeremiah, you have, of course, 29 points uh, today. Wendy has 15. Uh, you you think you're going to be able to, to get through this one? I hope so. I mean, if I lose this week, I think I'll beat Jamil on the show next week. <laughs> um, I know Wendy likes to be sassy. So, Wendy, if you're listening, can you get uh, Stephen Piscotti to get my boy some water? Ooh. <laughs> that guy got drilled three times, eh? And like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. one trip around the bases, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I think the baseball gods hated him that day. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Wendy. Uh, I don't mean to bet against you or anything, but uh, I do think that this Jeremiah is a, a very winnable matchup for you. I I do not expect any surprises in this one. No, I think Wendy. And I'm joking. No, it's just all three. Of <laughs> oh, you had me. <laughs> nah, sorry, no, no, not trying to diss, but yeah, three, all three of us got Jeremiah. <laughs> Uh yeah, any uh so that those are all our predictions. It it should be a very interesting week, I think. Uh overall, just looking at the the matchups, there are a couple guys who started out down who's going who are going to have a chance to bounce back now. Uh and a couple guys like I mean, if Richard beats uh Kaminsky this week, that's going to be pretty huge for him. So uh there's lots to watch for as we move into this second week of the season. I'm really glad baseball's back. If Ryan loses this week, I don't think the league will be able to continue so i'm hoping ryan wins because he's busy right now writing an exam or studying for an exam but if he goes zero and two and i get any more facebook messages about it because we talk a lot i'm gonna be very upset <laughs> yeah it's good to have baseball back like it was a good transition i just finished fantasy basketball literally like sunday <laughs> and, and, mm. uh, now we got baseball so did you win I did not, unfortunately, but I came second and I got 150 bucks out of it. So I'll That's take nice. it and run. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I he the guy I was facing was in top seed. I was like the third. He was I was kind of the underdog, so I wasn't really that mad about it. That's fair. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Any final thoughts? Uh, well, I was just going to say, I, I think you bring up inadvertently an interesting point with your talk of exams. Like uh, someone should do a study uh, for the guys who are who are currently in school, seeing how well they do right now with uh, their focus ostensibly elsewhere versus the those of us who are fortunate enough not to have any exams and uh, whether that, that makes a difference in these matchups. Well, yeah, I'm actually not- finishing uh, four years of my program this week, so I'm happy to be done. Same here. So congratulations, Jamil. Everyone clap. Yeah, but uh, not to tease out any like potential content that's coming out, but I am starting to work on a collaboration with another league owner uh, who loves, I'll say he loves qualitative or quantitative data, and we are working on a piece in relation to number of trades and point totals. So look out for that. 
Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I can also do a little plug here at the end of the episode. Uh, I know web content has slowed down a little bit in the past two weeks. Partially has that been me being busy at work and also being AFK for uh, a little while. But uh, things now that the season has started, obviously there's a lot more to write about. Uh, a lot more content is already scheduled to be coming out. But if anyone out there listening has you know any ideas for stuff they want to write, or even if it's not something you yourself want to write, just a good idea you have for something someone should be writing, uh, always let me know. I'm more than happy to talk about that web content and uh, work with you to to get some good stuff out there. Yeah. And look out for week two power rankings Wednesday. Wednesday, okay. Or whenever they go out, I don't. I forget when they go out, but they will be done. Yeah, I don't remember. It'll don't remember it'll either. be out when it's out. <laughs> okay. What a great editor I am. <laughs> Cares about the people. Uh, yeah. So, uh, any final thoughts then? Good luck this week, boys. Yeah. Well, on behalf of all of us uh, here at the weekly show, a good night and good fantasy. <laughs>